0: Welcome to Exploring Possibilities. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz. Since 2012, Mario Rosales of TechLife Balance and I have been airing inspiring, insightful conversations with all kinds of change agents who are raising the vibration on our planet. It's the intention of our show to explore possibilities and shift perspectives in holistic spiritual ways. You'll hear how various industry experts discover and share their deepest passions to make a bigger difference in the world. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. And do me a favor, please come back and rate the show so that new people can find us. We'll introduce our next guest in just a moment.
1: Have you ever gone to a social media seminar and you have the online experts telling you, get a blog, get a website, get on social media, all this other stuff. By the time you're done with that seminar, that online expert is very good at frying your brain. (laughs) The funny part is, you come back home, you get in front of the computer, and you're lost. Hi, I am Mario with Tech Life Balance. I see this all the time. You spend so much money and still don't know what is going on with your online presence. And you know, you probably don't need all of that. Let me go ahead and translate geek to english for you and show you what you really need. Because you don't need it all. You probably only need a few components. You have a great message out there and I would like to hear it, and I definitely want to help you put it out there. I am Mario Rosales with techlifebalance.net. I produce this podcast because I love distributing messages. Let me help you distribute your message.
0: Hi, it's your host, Cheryl Sitz. And when I'm not doing this podcast, I really enjoy coaching you on how you can have the life you really want. As creators of our own reality, there's a lot of ways that we can block ourselves, hold ourselves back, or just not get really clear on what it is we want. Once we do that, there is no stopping us. I'd love to help you do that. Get in touch with me at CherylSitz.com. Spring is in the air and boy has everything just it seems like it's going super fast now. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Our spring digital magazine is out and we've got some fun upcoming events like making your own dream catchers and some women's gatherings. And my personal favorite, six women are going to join me for six weeks in a commitment to reprioritize ourselves. Do you find yourself bumping yourself down the to-do list every day or maybe just not getting around to those personal practices that you would like to maintain? Well, we're going to look at that. We're going to talk about how to build a daily practice that we can live more consciously and love ourselves better because all the talk in the world on these podcasts about conscious living is great, but until we bring it into our daily lives, it doesn't really transform anything. So that's what we're going to do together. You can find out details on all of this at journeyofpossibilities.com. Joining us today is Lynn McKenzie. She's an internationally acclaimed leader in animal communication and healing. The Animal Energy Certification Training is her signature program and she also offers a free Connect On Demand webinar. We will have that linked directly to this podcast. It's called How to Master Animal Communication. Lynn McKenzie, welcome. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here. I am so glad to have you and I just, I don't know. I I think we're all, many of us are animal lovers and I find myself as, as intuitive as I can be. I still struggle sometimes to understand what in the heck my cat wants or my dog wants. So I really look forward to you sharing some of that with us, but have you always had a connection with animals? How did this all get started for you?
2: Well, i think i was born this way in one respect but um so so you know when i was a child it's funny because i was born to a mother who loves animals but isn't always um as you know sometimes would have a fear and when i was you know two years old i'd run up and start hugging german shepherds and stuff and she'd want to <laughs> rescue me from them but <laughs> she'd be too scared kind of thing so um so You know, I always loved animals. I always talked about them. I was always connected with them, but I didn't really start doing this as a career until like the early 1990s. And I really started um, just opening up and studying and um, through different channels and really um, getting involved in it somehow that way. And it's just, you know, it's just taken off like um, it's what I was planted on this earth to do for sure.
0: That's so cool is there a favorite animal for you to personally to communicate with or just all of them
2: not really you know i'm I love horses uh, you know i I don't have a horse now I have had horses and shown horses and i I absolutely love horses but I also you know I'm my, they all communicate equally, you know when we communicate with animals, we're communicating with them at a soul level, so when we're at when at the soul level, all beings are really the same, so whether you're communicating with a cat or a you know any any being, um, they're all really the same at the soul level, so they're all interesting.
0: Yes, they are well, when I actually had an opportunity to go to Peru a few years ago and and walk through some of the processes that we can learn to become more intuitive, one of the people there works with horses. And she said, you know, Cheryl, if you can start to work with connecting with horses and sending them visual imagery, they respond very well to that. And I don't have horses available to me, so I did it with my cats. And it works just as well. I would find that if I visualize them moving in a direction, they would do that. They seem to respond really well to the unspoken word.
2: Yeah, there's there's something really interesting about horses, you know, um, in in general. But it's not to say I mean I always kind of highlight horses because there's such a connection there. But it's not to say that other animals don't. One of the things that I like about um, about horses just that helps people learn. um, And I you know if you can get around horses a lot, I think I think I would. For a lot of years, I rode two horses a day. I rode my own horse, and I rode a horse for somebody else who um, needed an exercise, and I was young and, you know, was exciting to me. This was an amazing horse that had actually been uh, an event horse in the Olympics at one point in his life. So I just kept him, you know, in, in uh, shape. But what happens with horses is because they're prey animals, Um, and they, you know, they have a system in their herd and literally, um, whatever's going on kind of goes through the herd like wind, literally in the wild. Like, I mean, if there's a bunch of horses, there's, there's one person who's like one horse, I mean, (laughs) calling a person who looks out for the other horses. And when something happens, one horse starts running and like, it just literally flies through the herd like wind and they're all running. I mean, it's like they all have that message instantaneously because it's, it's how they survive. Right. And, um, so. it's a sort of a different energy with dogs and cats and other animals, rabbits and whatever, but because they're not necessarily herd animals, but it's, it's the same and they are, they're very um, in tune. And, you know, I just had one of my students uh, tell me something this past week where she, started my training program, and she started connecting with her dog, and her dog got so freaked out, her dog actually ran, like, kind of just, like, ran a little bit, because it was, like, so startling, because she hadn't been communicating with her dog on that level in so long, and it just kind of was shocking to the dog
0: for a minute. That's so cool. So... What yeah. tends to inspire the people that come to work with you to want to connect with their pets at a different level? what is the, what are some of the stories that you hear of why people come?
2: Um the, you know there's there's kind of a, a theme. It, it's interesting because most most of the people who come tend to be women. um, not that men can't do this or don't want to do this, but most of them who are women, and they're mostly. Um, women who are really on a spiritual journey and really wanting to um, transform and expand on one level within so they really are searching themselves for for, uh, you know inner transformation in their lives but at the same time they really want to know and understand their animal companions both those that are on this plane and you know sadly a huge amount are people whose animals are at the end stage of life or have recently crossed and they want to maintain that connection because i'm like i'm a hundred percent believer in the fact that when the, the when the soul leaves the body the soul does not you know, end with the ending of the physical body, the soul lives on, you know, they, they, you know, it's not, it's not a physical piece. Um, and, and there's absolutely the connection. So there's people that are really searching for that peace of mind and that continued connection from their animal companions that have crossed over, made their transition, whatever you want to call it. So I kind of, I kind of liken it to, um, transformation through the animals. It's kind of like the animal kingdom um, takes us on this really amazing transformation. And I believe it's one of their missions for being here.
0: You, you must be intuitive yourself, because that's really where I was going with this next <laughs> is, is so tell me how you feel like that connection is because you, you kind of touched on it. And that's what I'd like to explore a little bit. How, so there are guides in a way? Is that what you yes. see?
2: Uh, you know, I, there's, there's a couple pieces. Our animal companions come to us as part of our spiritual journeys. So they are here to nudge us and guide us in a certain direction. They are very much, um, and, and you know, whenever, if you've had an animal for any length of time and you look back on how your life is transformed, while during the time you've had that animal companion they had a lot to do with it i i believe a couple things i believe that they're here as a catalyst for us to um to sort of i'm I'm not thinking of the right word but to kind of propel us a little bit along on our spiritual path and our journey of transformation if we're willing if we're the kind of You know if we're not you know they'll still be trying but we might just be asleep and unconscious and not noticing (laughs) so there's that piece i also believe that our animal companions are keepers of our soul's divine mission so i this is this is what i i mean i've been doing this for over 20 years now and i've had um you know thousands of animals that i've connected with and communed with and and um and just hearing what my students share now because mostly i'm devoted most of my time to teaching it but what happens is they come here to help guide us to deep deeper into our soul's divine mission so so whatever it is that's the highest expression of your soul in this lifetime your animal companions will will guide you sometimes gently and sometimes not so gently towards that And, um, and so they really, you know, and like, I don't know how, I I don't know how, how, um, what your audience is, what kind of, what kind of audience you have exactly. I didn't ask you that in advance, but you know, it's what I found over time is it's really like they are completely in touch with our Akashic Records. And if that's beyond. No, that's
0: our audience. You're on track. You're fine.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people would probably be, their eyes would start crossing right about now. (laughs) But, you know, so they have, they have a, um, they have a real, um, ability to access our Akashic records and really help us to fulfill what our soul came here to do. So it goes so much deeper than, you know, you know, your dog that you got to you know, so you'd have company at home and right. take something to take for a walk and, and it, you know a a a snuggle a, some some being to snuggle with while you're um while you're at, you're watching t v or whatever it <laughs> it goes so much deeper than that, and you know we really um we really absolutely um many of us don't really think of that up front, but it's really how it happens.
0: That's so beautiful. I love that. And I have felt that with my animals. And and it's funny because I will look at how I've evolved during the lifespan of a pet and and it's like, uh-huh. wow, yeah, I can't imagine what I would have been if you hadn't been here. So that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. I'm curious. Yeah. I've been told and I have kind of sensed that our animals also kind of I don't know how to language this, take some of our pain, take some of our stuff. Do they I've noticed like if if a Pet is with a sick person, then the pet starts getting sicker. Like, what is that? What is going on with that? Do you have an awareness around that? Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, I have. I have some um, uh, phenomenal stories about that. Um, so you know they're they when they're with us they're constantly absorbing from us they're like sponges mm-hmm. so you know they absorb from us physically emotionally mentally and spiritually they are really you know their 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 energy field and ours are kind of connected on some levels and even through the chakras and um so basically they they don't always but they can take on our illnesses and, um, you know, it's sort of like our energy fields kind of merge. So whatever's going, and usually the root cause of many illnesses can be found in the energy field. So they're, once they're kind of connected up with our energy field, that same issue can, can happen for them. So right. they will take on our emotions. They will take on, like I said, and I had, I had a, like, a couple stories. One um, one uh, dog that I worked with years and years ago, the um, the, the Dog had uh, the, well the the ladies I think it was her niece or her granddaughter I can't remember right now um, she was in Italy but her 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 let's just say it's her granddaughter her granddaughter had a cancerous brain tumor and she was just a little girl a little girl like maybe six and she had been going through chemo and she had had a bunch of treatments and then she went to stay with her grandmother for. Um, a week or two, a couple of weeks, I think it was, just to kind of have a nice vacation and relax. And when she went back to be checked, she was, um, her tumor was gone completely. And then the dog developed, the dog that was living there, um, a cocker spaniel, developed a tumor in the brain, weirdly enough. And that tumor was actually successfully operated on and was not cancerous, but it was like so uncanny. And I've actually had another situation where a golden retriever, um, it was a family with a little um, boy, and the golden retriever got leukemia and fought it and and ended up crossing over. And soon after that, the two-year-old boy got leukemia who was living in the house. And it was like the dog was absorbing it all from the child so the child didn't have to have it. Mm -hmm. And um, then once the dog... Succumbed to the leukemia the child ended up developing it because that being wasn't there to keep working on on it and there, there's thousands of these out there thousands wow.
0: so if we realize this and we know that it's something within our control and we notice that our pet is becoming sick very similar to the way that we've been sick if we heal ourselves, we heal the pet or does the pet continue is it two different healings that need to happen how does all that play out have you seen that um, well, so what I
2: do is I teach people how to kind of clear their animals on a regular basis, so that so that it's like I call it squeezing out the sponge. So as they're ex- absorbing all this energy from us, and and um, that we're we're releasing it from them on a regular basis, because they, as a rule, they, they come to us many times to help us. I mean, right. and there, there are different circumstances out there. I'm not I'm I'm not one to say everything's always the same for everybody. That's not definitely not the way it is but um i would i would definitely work with them and work on ourselves at the same time i kind of think of it as two separate things although we're joined so you know when the the work that i teach people to do with their animal companions it also heals them as they're doing it and heals kind of the lineage um you know backwards and forwards in their in their family and the animal family so it's it's kind of a, an interesting um an interesting concept but it really i i i think of it kind of as two separate things but um you know, based on the priority of each being, the living and the, I mean the human and the animal.
0: I love that. Yeah, we have a lot of practitioners that listen to this show and a lot of people on the holistic and spiritual path. So like I do Reiki and I do Reiki with my cat and maybe there's something better I could be doing. I'm sure there probably is. But like when I notice that something's going on with him, I do the energy work with him as well as doing it with myself. And I think that's really interesting. Like you said, the backwards and forwards and healing one heals both. We're all connected, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not just us with our animals. It's with one another as well. So yep. So, what else can you kind of help people with? That's a popular request. You you mentioned at the beginning, transitioned pets. Um, talk uh-huh. about that a little bit. Like, how can that be helpful for us?
2: Yeah, you know, that was when I was doing a lot more consultations. Now, I like I said, now I'm focusing a little bit more on running my programs and teaching um, and, and that kind of thing. But when I was doing more one on ones, pretty much my specialty, and it wasn't something that I that I even planned it's just how it happened was um, the death and dying process and the afterlife process of connecting with the animals and really um, making it uh, just healing the whole process you know animals come you know, animals come for the most part, one of their purposes is to help teach us about the circle of life, the life, the death, and the rebirth. And it's something huge that we go through with our animal companions, because for the most, for most of them, our lifetimes are so much longer than theirs, unless you have a, maybe a parrot or a tortoise or something, they might have a longer lifespan mm-hmm. than us. Mm-hmm. But most of our animal companions are, that we choose to partner up with in this lifetime have such shorter lifespans than us, and it can be heart-wrenching and heartbreaking, and um, what I've noticed, though, is that um, there's a lot we can do to help the people and the animals through the transitioning, through, the, through communication and, and, and helping people with things that they can do for their animal companions. But one of the biggest things is really learning and understanding exactly what happens during the time of transition and how that soul is continuing on and connecting. And I do so many and, you know, more in the past connections with people whose animals have transitioned and the healing i mean the healing is massive like people will always say to me that they have such a huge feeling of peace after that and it's it's just um it's it's so it's so important for the people because you know so many people are really really devastated when they've lost their animal companions and you know Mm -hmm. if i can share one example when my golden retriever jigs um, crossed over in 2007 he had been with me for 13 and a half years and that's a pretty long lifetime for an 85 pound dog mm-hmm. um, it was, the, the vet was telling me it was equivalent to like about 18 and a half to 19 years old and he was in really good shape and he was the he was a catalyst for starting all this work he he literally I had no idea when I got jigs that any of this would happen I was a very successful realtor that's what I was planning to do. I wasn't planning to do anything like what I'm doing now. And Jiggs actually nudged me into this direction and you know, and his whole life was about this. He he actually gave me some of the processes that I teach. But what's interesting is when Jiggs crossed over, it was heart wrenching, of course. I mean he was my I'm single, he was my only family member. Mm-hmm. You know, I lived with him, no other animals and it was really hard, and I I, I literally felt pain in my heart chakra. I mean, I didn't physically know that, I didn't know you could feel physical pain in your heart when you you were grieving, because I hadn't really had to grieve anything major until that time. But knowing exactly what was going on and being able to connect with him made that whole transition so much easier. And you know, I really, there are gifts just like there are gifts in birth, there are gifts in death as well. And it can be really hard for anyone to see those. And the animals, this is one of their biggest teachings. And it's as natural as birth, you know, and somehow our, you know, our society doesn't seem, you seem to accept that part of life, you know, or, or something there's, there's, there's sort of a bit of a disconnect there for us. And he, it, it helped me immensely and it really helped him. And now, you know, and it's, it allows me to help others who are going through that kind of process.
0: That's such a beautiful gift. And you're right. We don't prepare for our own death. We don't prepare for our pet's death. Even when we know it's inevitable, we we are kind of funny in our society about death. So I'm glad Uh that you touched on that. I had a cat that, just disappeared. I mean, she would go inside outside at will and one day she just didn't come home and ironically it was after it was on 911 last year and uh-huh. she just never came back. And one day her brother just stopped getting getting up and looking out the door and I knew then that she, something had happened that she was gone. But whether it's that they disappear or whether it's that they die, we really do struggle with closure as when we can't when we don't know how to communicate like that so do you teach that now that you don't do the private consultations yes absolutely
2: i mean i do some private consultations but not that many just because my my focus has been I have a lot of students I mean all over the world and my focus is really on that and keeping the programs as amazing as I can so but yes the the connection the knowing you you know the just the not knowing is really hard for people when when they when an animal actually gets lost like disappears as opposed to losing an animal that you have to take to the vet and it you know have it put to sleep or or you know it dies at your home or whatever it is um it yes and that can be very you know the solar that animal can you know can act you know if the animal has transitioned can absolutely share a lot of information or um you know sometimes people um you know, have actually lost, have lost an animal and they contact us. I have some senior associates as well. So sometimes they, they have lost an animal and they contact us and we tune in and we, you know, sometimes we're able to help them reunite again. And, you know, it's, there's no guarantees, of course, because sometimes it's, it's also a soul agreement. I truly believe, you know, we come together by soul agreement. And I think the way we part, too, can right. be by soul agreement as well. And even though it might seem heart-wrenching on this, Plane, sometimes we've made these, um, you know, we've made these connections, we, we've made these agreements before we've come to, to, uh, to this plane on this lifetime, you know, that we're in.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, and a friend of mine, she was struggling with, and I've been having conversations with my cat about this, when they get older, when is it time to do what? Do you want this treatment or would you rather be put down or would you rather wait and die naturally? Like being able to get that information becomes so important
2: absolutely and that that was that's you know that's a big piece of this work because you know like just just to give you an example years ago i i was working with someone and their dog got um cancer in the leg and the dog the vet suggested they had the leg amputated cuz that was the only way to save the dog and it's interesting so we asked the do- one of the dogs that this happened a couple times we asked one of the dogs and the dog was like yeah i'm that's perfect go for it you know and then i had another client with a doberman uh, sadly you know each dog has their own um you know propensity to certain illnesses and dobermans bone cancer is a big one and um this doberman had bone cancer and um you know what happens is one day it's running and the foot just shatters or something you know the bo- the bone in the leg just shatters and um, that she had asked, you know, asked me to talk to the dog. And the dog was like, no, you know, I don't want my leg amputated. And, you know, I, it might have been the build of the dog or whatever. But, you know, so, so she just had to manage it very carefully. But we were able to connect with the dog on a regular basis. Because she, which, what her vet had said to her was, you know, you don't want the dog's bone to shatter, you know, due to the cancer. Because that would be excruciating. And you're better off to, you know, have the dog euthanized. Prior to that, but we could, we could can commune with them on all of this stuff and get their take on it. And, and it not only, um, it's not only good information, cause like one dog said yes to amputation of a leg and another dog said no. And how awful. Like imagine, you know, if a human was faced with that and it was done without their, their, you know, right. their consent kind of thing, yeah. you know. It, so it's, it's really nice to know that, um, what the animal's on board with. And we can help them with so many things, you know, when it comes down to chemo or any kind of invasive intreat- treatment, if they're elderly, do they want to go through that or not, you know, and we're, we're faced with all of this stuff as they, as they get older. I think that's know? beautiful.
0: I, I love the work that you do. I just, I'm so excited to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. I'm curious. Another thing that I would think that people would come to you for would be what they would deem as bad behavior in the animals you know the pet keeps doing this and no matter what I do and if I don't get it under control I'm gonna to have to get rid of the animal I just can't have this anymore is what do you see that being behind that when you start to work with people who have animals who have these behavioral challenges
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting There, there's always something and you know it can be different and, and people do come you know come to me about that and you know I've had people come to me for Things like, you know, their sighthound chases rabbits. So it's like, okay, your dog was bred. This is what this breed does. So if you don't want a dog that chases things, don't buy a greyhound or something. You know, I've had someone tell me their husky is pulling too much. And it's like, you know, it's kind of good to research some of these things in advance. Yeah, my you know, they they, they have that my golden retriever, if he was off leash, no matter what, and there was water, he'd be in it. I could say anything, yes. I could do anything. And he was one of the top in his obedience class. But it's like water was like, you know, God to him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, he was gravitating to every bit of water he ever saw. So, you know, if I didn't want a dog that likes swimming, I probably shouldn't have gotten a retriever, yes. <laughs> you know, whatever. But but um the thing is you so there's there's a bunch of things that create behavior. And a lot of times the humans are one of the biggest pieces of it. So so there's like there's bad, you know, bad physical behavior, bad emotional behavior, there's there's different things. So you know, it's a combination between the connection between the human, the you know, the animals sometimes absorbing some negative energies from the humans. Like, I've had somebody once call me about her animals, and there was all this problem. And then she's, like, whispering in the phone going, we're getting a divorce, but we haven't told the animals yet. Oh, and I'm geez. like, okay, so you really believe that they right. don't know what's <laughs> going on in your household? <laughs> you know? And, um, you know, it was like, so the animals were acting up because, of course, there was so much uncertainty. Uncertainty and the people were uncertain and they didn't know where they were going to land and, you yeah. know, I mean, even a, even a good divorce, you know, mean, right. if there's such a thing, you know, even one that's done sort of fairly, you know, humanely. <laughs> um, but so there's, there's so many things. So the, a part of it is so many times they're absorbing our imbalanced energy. Um, that's one piece of it, and then there's other people who don't train their animals or even learn about what needs to be done. Like animals like a solid leader, um, you know, like in a for example, in dogs, the way the, the the dogs are pack animals, and as soon as you bring a dog into your family, they're part of your pack, and there's always going to be a leader in every pack and every member of a pack has a pecking order and dogs aren't comfortable or settled till they know who's who and what, what's what with that so they're going to, if, if you're not a good leader for them, they're going to become the leader because they need it, you know, many of them, not, not every single one, but so there's so many parts that come into play but so much, uh, I mean when I do this work and there's issues it's not just about the animals, it's so much about the people and the relationship and I even when I do consultations, I give my clients exercises and things to do with the animal to number one, help the animal. And I also will suggest things to do for themselves. Like, you know, I, I, interestingly enough, I have a line of flower essences for animals. And when I have someone give the essence to their animals, I have them give it to the whole family, humans and animals together, because then it kind of harmonizes all the energy and it, it helps clear out whatever's coming off the people and that the animals are absorbing like sponges, which might be making them do some of this, you know, behavior.
0: Right. Oh, I love that you work with the flower essences. Yes, that definitely shifts the vibration.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, there's so much like once I, I, I'll just tell you a funny story. Once I, there was um, a couple in Canada, I'm Canadian, but I I'm in Arizona right now. Um, but when I lived in Canada, there was a couple who had two cats, and one of them was urinating like in very strange places, like I mean, would get up on the kitchen counter and urinate on the kitchen counter when they were gone. Was urinating in electrical light sockets, oh, just dear. doing these crazy things, right? And they were having to put foil everywhere, you know, <laughs> every morning before they went to work, and then they'd have to, you know, take it all off when they came home. To you know, they, they were really tired of it. And I talked to both cats. They didn't really know which cat it was, but I talked to both cats, and the cat. That was doing it did fess up, and um, I can't remember all the details, but we had an amazing session and, and counseling and everything, and that cat stopped urinating like that cold turkey. And you know that's probably a really amazing situation, but there was whatever it was, we hit on it, and I mean they were thrilled and sent me this you know big testimonial, and and you know it's not that we can do this with every single being. They were also very open minded and willing to. To, to take on whatever it was that they might have been doing that might have created this. But sometimes it's funny how animals are when they have a, any kind of problem, horses, cats, dogs, whatever. Sometimes just having an ear to listen to them of what's going on is enough to shift things. Yes. It's really, it's really amazing. It's just like people. You feel bad, you go tell someone your whole long story, and then it's off your shoulders and you feel better.
0: Can everybody that works with you then hear their pets? Do you ever have people that go, you know, I keep trying and I'm just not getting it?
2: Here's how I like to say it, how, how I like to um, phrase it. It is a journey more than a destination. So, and I, one of the things I talk about in, in um, is that we, there's three, pa- I, I believe, and this is what I've seen over years, and I like, I've been teaching this since the early 90s, um what i see is that there's three pathways so each of us comes in with our unique gifts to heal for heal uh, healing and animal communication so we've got these innate gifts within us and then we we kind of there's three different pathways um, that we activate the gifts so f- for example if 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 let's say we had three different people learning from me at the same time First of all, so we come in with our innate gifts, and then we come in with our prior experience um, and trainings, and then our environmental influences and all that. So there's, we're all so unique already to begin with coming in. So the way some people will get it will be different than the way other people will get it. So some people will actually be hearing words. Some people will see more pictures. Some people will get what I call clear cognizance, which is more, um, we, it's like we know it, yeah, I And have we that. know what their answer is, but we can't exactly, we didn't get it in a picture, we didn't get it in words, and then there's the clairsentience where they can feel it, so there's like the four, the four clairs can, can. we can get it from any of those four clairs, and there's really other ones too, but um so it's, I say to my students, it's a journey, not a destination because, and I have different, I, the way I built my program was I built in um, checks and balances for each type of learner because, you know, and so not everybody's going to get it exactly the way they want as quickly as they want, but here's the interesting thing I've noticed. When they stick with it and they actually do the work, and, you know, some of it's inner work on ourselves, then it always comes together, you know, but it's just like if you were driving from, you know, I, I don't know if you ever listened to Abraham. They always talked about Phoenix to San Diego or yes. Phoenix <laughs> to Yuma or whatever. And I mean, if there's, you could get on a detour, you, you could get a flat tire, you could meet someone interesting in court, right, and stop for a week, <laughs> whatever, you know. So it's like, it's, it's sort of like things Will come together when you stick with it. I, I, I'm convinced of that, and I believe every single person has the ability to do it. And it's just in ma- And some of it, a big part of it, is even mindset and belief system. Yes. You know, it, just like anything. You know, if you believe you can do something, you will. And sometimes I have to work with students a bit on mindset. Everybody has their own pieces to work on, and not giving up and not getting frustrated. But it is. It, it's amazing. I mean, I, I had a girl start. I don't know. Let's say maybe a year ago or less into one of my programs, and she's now gone through uh, three levels. And she didn't even know what a chakra was. She honestly had never even heard. She lives in the southeast of the of the country and didn't know what a chakra was. And she is channeling this higher information that is phenomenal now. <laughs> and she didn't know what a chakra was, you know. But she, she was probably one of the fastest. <laughs> and then and then there's slower people. But it all it all pans out.
0: And it's such a great journey because I've noticed that the more that I connect through the energy field with people, working with people and working on myself, the more I connect with my cat and vice versa, you know, the the less I pay attention. So uh, it all serves for all of the good. It's not just the people path or the pet path. It really is all one path.
2: Yeah, we are all one. I mean, the animals truly um, already know all this (laughs) the humans that we have to, you know, I, I truly believe that all beings will start to communicate, all humans will be able to communicate telepathically with the animal kingdom and the natural world. It goes beyond the animals. It goes, you know, to the mineral kingdom, the plant kingdom, the insects, everything. It goes, you know, right down to things you may not even want to communicate with. But the, the thing is, true once once humanity really gets to the place where they understand the um the uh, the this divine wisdom that all living things have to share that's when true oneness will prevail and i mean we're heading there the more of us that are doing this the more that more it is creating that kind of a feeling and more and more people are starting to understand energetically what is really going on you know in this in this you know universe and it, it to me it's it's amazing and even if you only ever feel what your animal feels, or you only ever just know and you, they, you don't hear their words, I mean we're all different. and it can be incredibly powerful, and you can you can like determine their blocks and imbalances and release them and um, ha- have a huge impact on their lives. like uh, to me, if I can make another being's life better, That is like, that is amazing to me. That's, you know, that's just one of the greatest things I can do. So I never, I never, you know, discount anything anybody gets when it comes to this kind of, this kind of work.
0: Beautiful, beautiful message. Thank you for sharing all of that. I totally resonate with that. And to the extent that, I don't like to kill anything anymore. I mean, I I mean, anything. So when I have a pest in my house, I actually invite it to leave and encourage it to leave. And it usually does. It's amazing. We just don't have to go around pushing our way through this world. Life will respond and and react with us and communicate with us when we open to it. I agree with that completely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, what do you have coming up that you'd like to tell us about? Anything exciting? Well, I have um, I have a free webinar
2: which I think you have the link to. Yes. I have a free webinar called Connect on Demand: How to Master Animal Communication. That is really informative and gets into a lot of the details. It's uh, I think the next one is this coming Wednesday. It's it's about like um, 75 to 80 minutes, roughly and it gets into a lot more depth about it. I would say that um, any of your listeners who are interested in this would really enjoy, interested in this topic, would really enjoy that webinar.
0: Well, I'm going to be there. I It sounds great. <laughs> I can't wait. And I, I look forward to doing more work with you. I think it's wonderful that you're doing what you're doing. And and I have to tell you, so Mario has a cat that is usually quite active during these interviews. And you must have connected with his cat because she has been sleeping at my feet the entire conversation. She hasn't moved. <laughs> That's so unusual. <laughs> It, you know what's funny? They always, they'll, they'll
2: always react in some way, shape or form. I mean, I have pictures. My students on, we have a private secret Facebook forum for the people who are in the program so we can all interact with each other. And so many of my students have sent in pictures where they're actually watching the videos of my training on their computer and their cat is in front of, like pushing in front <laughs> of them, to, like on the desk watching and even pawing at the videos and it's so funny because we, we always joke that the animals are watching the videos too and um, you know some of them one girl t- was taking pictures of her horses to send into the class and this one horse that's a complete ham just came up and stuck his head in like he was photobombing the whole <laughs> shot like and I mean, he had his teeth showing and a big smile on his face and I mean we had some pretty funny things that is
0: awesome
2: animals I know they're hilarious. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for being with us today. I can't wait for your webinar. I know some of our listeners are going to join me in that, and we're going to have some fun. I'd like to ask my guests if you have a parting thought that you'd like to leave us with today. My parting thought,
2: I think, would be that to really open up, as open your heart as much as you can to to all living beings be, being as one and really being conscious about it and knowing that on some level you are connected to every single living being in this universe and to really treat all beings that way um, you know with that understanding and really understand that there's so much wisdom to be had for us when we connect to the other beings on that deeper level
0: perfect I couldn't have ended better myself. Thank you so much for your time today and for all that you're doing. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Would you like to be a guest on Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note at info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.